everyone, and welcome to the Ear Drunk Podcast. Uh, my name is Zach Webb, and uh, with me as always is my co-host Marshall Brook. yippee ki motherfucker! Yeah, it's gonna be a real John McClane episode <laughs> here today, folks. Uh, Marshall, uh, uh, do you have a favorite planet? Uh, probably Saturn, actually, yeah. yeah you, if, if we're talking, like, once in our solar system. Yeah, you put a ring on Saturn. Huh? <laughs> Saturn already got a ring on it. Oh, but... oh. It's kind of an open thing, though. Oh, yeah, sure, <laughs> um, sure. No, so the reason I really like Saturn, there was one time I was hanging out with our buddies, uh, Andrew and Lance, and we were out in the wilderness, and uh, Lance had brought uh, kind of a small telescope, but it was, mm-hmm. like, real compact. We were able to, to set it up super quick. Nice. And we were just, like... We were just getting hammered, <laughs> like, like as all astrologists do, Marshall. Yeah, astronomers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> astrologists do get hammered too, though, for sure. Yeah. Well, they just look at it, you know, and they go, "Well, how does this pertain to me?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a good take on astrology. Um, but uh, uh, we were just like getting like hammered and and and, and chiefing up in the woods, and uh, uh, we set up the telescope, and and the two boys were not doing a great job navigating the cosmos with it, and so I was kind of put in charge of driving the telescope. Sure. Um, and I got was us... that a manual or an automatic? It was an automatic, but you know I can drive stick. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> you had to focus. Focusing the telescope was kind of like driving stick, and that I had to use my hand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, uh, we're like hammered in the woods, and I'm driving, um, and I'm able to find Jupiter. And Jupiter's pretty cool. It's like it's like a it's, it's a little dot. Um, it's not huge, but you can see the moons around it. Oh yeah. And at first, I thought those were stars in the background. But what happens is, you look at Jupiter, you look away, and you look back, and uh, uh, the 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 stars around it have shifted. And what it actually is is you're able to tell that that's actually the persistence of like the the moons orbiting Jupiter oh, that dope. you're able to see. And yeah. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really teeny tiny. It was not sure. it was not easy to see super well. Um, and so we looked at Jupiter for a while, and then I panned over and I found Saturn. Mm-hmm. And literally the second I laid eyes on Saturn, I like I like stepped away from the telescope because I was so blown away. Yeah. Um, because even on that tiny little telescope, I was able to like fully see the ring. Oh, um, yeah. And I was able to see like the ring and then like the gap between the ring and the actual planet. Oh, fuck um, yeah, and it was yeah. itty bitty. I mean, the whole thing looked uh, uh, like like three grains of rice stacked next to each other. But I was still able to like see the definition of the ring as a separate feature from the planet. Yeah. And it was like a spiritual experience for me, dude. I was blown away. Hell yeah. um, it was it was. Yeah. Saturn's dope. Plus, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, he's a big gassy boy. And that's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> what about you you like you like planets yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna give like earth like a maybe two and a half out of five uh just in terms of planets that's uh, just because what's on like the the, the people there though right yeah <laughs> i always like mercury mm-hmm. you know because it's just so fucking close to the sun yeah you know, it's what like, are you doing? bro, just step back. <laughs> like, not that far back. Not like, you know, the dwarf planet Pluto. Uh, mm-hmm, but, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I, I still have to, to coax myself into saying I'm, dwarf I, planet. I was, I was impressed that you said it. Yeah. Uh, when you said dwarf planet, I immediately thought of those ones that are out past Pluto. Yeah. Because uh, I forgot that Pluto. Stopped. Yeah. Oh. I got downgraded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Neil. Uh, 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 Tyson Armstrong, uh, <laughs> uh, they all did it. <laughs> Just all the, all the space needles out there. Yeah. This is your fault. This is your fault. 
if you're a, a man named Neil and you wanted to be an astronaut, you're partly to blame as well. But thank you for listening to the show. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> we already know Buzz Aldrin listens to yeah. this show, so. Yeah. <laughs> Or at oh, least man. he wrote in a couple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is just, I, it was so funny reading that, because it's just like, I mean, probably not him, but also really funny if this is like his version of drunk text. Oh, man. Yeah. Just, just emailing a obscure podcast and just being like, Hey, guys, <laughs> I've got something to say about your show. I think it's the second best podcast out there. Which means it's the best podcast out there if you catch my drift. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Buzz Aldrin, to the rescue. Uh, I've been thinking about that recently since we got that email. Like, like, was somebody at Pixar just really, like, really did not like Neil Armstrong? Because it's like, they have the space character and they name him Buzz. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you would think the most popular, uh, like, name... Like based yeah, around no, space I, I've would never, be Neil Armstrong. I've never made that connection. Almost to me in my head as like a child, and sure. I guess the thought just persisted. I, I to me it was always like the buzz of like a little RC rocket. Oh yeah, <laughs> like buzz like an onomatopoeia. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I don't know why. Like now, now that you've said it, I feel like I'm I'm 30. Yeah, I'm 30, and I'm just tying Buzz Lightyear to Buzz Aldrin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I didn't, I didn't have that thought. To be fair, I don't think I had that thought until like five or six years ago, uh, when I when I cracked that nut because I also had a different association with the name Buzz, and I thought it was because he was like a space cadet, which means he's in some sort of form of the military, and yeah. buzz cuts are a thing. Yeah, 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 see? yeah, yeah. Now. No. As a man who drinks a lot, I just think that Buzz is like an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not an alcoholic. Then he'd be drunk light year. <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of is in that first movie in the, the, the tea party scene. Oh, yeah. He does get hammered, doesn't he? Yeah. What happens with that? Uh, why? I know that there's a... Oh, because he loses his arm. Right, Because he tries right. to fly. And then he's just like, I, it's I, like his brain gets flushed down the toilet. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, and we've all been there. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, if you have empathy, you lose uh, an arm, your you brain lose... goes down the toilet. Like, I, I think what it like tried to represent is like at that point his purpose is completely lost because the whole time he's been denying the fact that he's a toy and that he's on a mission and as soon as that happens as soon as he can't fly you know and just completely (laughs) falls and like fucking his arm comes off it's like what do you do in that situation as a human when you lose your purpose you know you just go downhill uh Welcome to the Toy Story podcast, where we dissect different elements of the the Toy Story franchise and really get to the nitty gritty of what it's all about. Yeah. This is episode 376, <laughs> where we're discussing the origin of Buzz Lightyear's name. <laughs> God, it'd be so good if we just had like a like a cut to, and it's just like you know, it's a just a guy talking in a chair, and he's like, additionally. We were going to name him Neil, but the uh, lead uh, uh, computer-generated images supervisor, uh, his wife, had sex with Neil Armstrong. He hates the man. And he hates the man. First man on the moon, first man in my wife. Ooh, big shot over here. (laughs) (laughs) First man in my wife. (laughs) 
as you guys know, this is a comedy and music discovery podcast. Uh, each week, Marshall and I, we take a select theme and we cater a playlist of music based around that theme. Uh, this week's episode is actually a, a listener suggested episode and it is uh, Beyond the Event Horizon. Uh, For those of you who don't know, the Event Horizon is kind of like the, 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 the point of no return on a black hole. So, Dane, this one's for you. <laughs> Thanks for waiting, Dane. We uh, we really wanted to make this one special, and and, and, and I'm looking forward to it. Other than our main segment, where we uh, talk about our playlist, uh, we also got some fun segments here and there. And uh, Marshall, I was thinking about it recently. Yeah. And a while ago, and a couple episodes back, we uh, we did kind of like an audition uh, uh, for ad sponsors, yeah. right? You yeah. know, we 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 gave a very very professional ad read for an ad that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and I was thinking maybe we could do that again, because uh, as you and I both know, uh, uh, we have no money. Uh, <laughs> A little, a little behind the curtain here, folks. Uh, my uh, card got declined at a Walmart <laughs> when I was trying to buy cheese slices, a loaf of bread, white bread, white Not bread, even wheat, white bread, white bread, and some toilet paper. And Walmart was like, "Get the fuck out of here with that broke shit." <laughs> I was there, folks. Honestly, if it would have been any other store, I would have been more embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was well, so happy it was a Walmart that I this was, happened to. I was honestly, I was honestly thinking that it was an an, an an error at first because at that same Walmart, like two or three weeks ago, yeah, um, I made a purchase and my card was declined at first. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, and then I, do. I put it back in and it was just like, oh no, that was just a chip read error. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, then don't say declined because that's stressful because I don't have a lot of money. Yeah, and so if you tell me it's declined, I need to figure out what I'm eating for the next six or seven days <laughs> until I get paid again. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, I was like, I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, I thought I had money, and it turns out like I just had a uh, uh, like a uh, uh, like a monthly subscription that like went through that Dude, exact time as I was making this that This man purchase. subscribes to one of those boxes that sends you like knives and hatchets and leather boots every month. Yeah, of course. And it's like, he's got like so many knives and hatches and leather boots. I'm like, Zach, just, just pause the subscription for like two months. Yeah, well, here's the problem, Marshall. <laughs> I need to have an equivalent amount of, of knives. The ratio is never right. Yeah. Because, like, every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a knife, this one, and that will complete the whole thing. And then they send me another fucking boot. And that's the issue. It's just one boot. It's one boot. <laughs> and so sometimes the ratio is correct, but you need to finish the pair of boots. And, and, they, and they send the boots in pieces. <laughs> it's like a do-it-yourself leather-making kit. Yeah. And it's just like, at one point, it's like, the first time, I got a shoelace. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's weird starting laces first. You think you'd start with the sole, but yeah. you know. And then they gave me the steel tip, and I didn't even have the boot itself to put it in. You just tied the tip in the in the laces yeah. so that you wouldn't lose them. And I wore those to work. Because te- technically, that's OSHA certified. Because technically, it's nicer than your converse with the security tag still yeah. on them. Listen, I like making an entrance when I walk into a store, you know. I like everybody to look up and notice me. Yeah. <laughs> I say, hey, is that guy stealing stuff? Wait, he just walked in. How did he steal something by walking in? Oh Who's my God. This man. He stole the whole shop. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then you cue like some like fucking Ocean's Eleven type music. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking ain't that a kick in the head? <laughs> uh, well, Marshall, uh, as I said, we're very poor. Oh yeah, so we're doing another ad audition. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, how, how do you want to? Oh, let me dive in if you don't mind. Yeah, not at all. Hey guys, it's Marshall from the Ear Drunk Podcast. We'll get back to it in a sec. But first, I've got a little something for your ear holes. Gross. Let's talk about your balls. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. They're all hairy and shriveled, and they don't even hang evenly. (laughs) Well, I've got a product that can help you with one of those things. It's time for you to try Balls Wax. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) With Balls Wax, you can remove all that pesky hair so the star of the show shines. Your balls. <laughs> Our patented waxing formula is designed to remove all hair from your testes and nothing else. Uh. Let that little mushroom hide in the foliage because with <laughs> balls like these, we guarantee your nuts are going to be a spectacle. <laughs> Use discount code EARDRUNKSCROTUM for 35% off at checkout. And act quickly, because the FDA is trying to shut us all down. <laughs> Try Balls Wax today. That guy with cameras in your shower will thank you. What was that last part? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I, don't know, I like it. I think it's very professional. I think Very you, professional. Yeah, yeah, you had a very good, like, uh, upbeat, positive attitude with it about <laughs> talking about wa- waxing your balls. Um <laughs> Then I think I think that's really going to translate over to profits for the company. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Well, yeah, I got I got one here. Let me. Uh, <laughs> uh. Hey, folks, it's Zach from Ear Drunk Podcast. And uh, have you ever been in this situation? Have you ever bought like too much food, and you fear that it's just like not going to get eaten? You know, before it goes bad, you know, well, all the time, all your fears and worries are gone now uh, because uh, Door Diner is here to save the day. (laughs) Now, what is Door Diners? Well, uh, it's an all new delivery app, but instead of delivering food, they deliver hungry people. That's (laughs) right. Just download the app, register your account and watch as hundreds of strangers enter your home and raid your pantry. Uh, got an expired yogurt? Feed it to your neighbor. Uh, <laughs> got a vegan ice cream that tastes like medicine? Give it a Jill. She loves it. Yeah, she does. Uh, got a two-year-old chicken cacciatore in your fridge? Give it to my boy Jeb. <laughs> He's hungry. He's hungry. <laughs> Jeb Jeb wants that cacciatore, baby. Jeb Jeb likes the mold, baby. I've been using door diners for at least like the last month and I gotta say I've met so many interesting people and I've only been robbed six times that's less than ten folks (laughs) not bad not bad Uh, good odds yeah pretty good pretty good good odds that you're going to get robbed (laughs) (laughs) Uh, watch all your unwanted food get guzzled down by the masses use code eardrunk when you sign up and receive one month free, uh, that's code EARDRUNK for one month free. Door Diners, who's hungry? <laughs> Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, dude. That was great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 
So yeah, if you're uh, if you're a listener to the show and you're working the marketing department and you're just like, oh hey, I would, I like this guy whose podcast I listen to to not have his card decline when he's buying cheese slices, a loaf of bread, and toilet paper. Please contact us here drunk at gmail.com. We're very interested to hear. Uh, your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you, and so will the man who films you in the shower. I didn't know about that man until now. I think, I think your balls will thank you is actually a Manscaped slogan, so I might... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not paying us now. Right, right. Anybody who can give us money right now. <laughs> oh, man. oh, shit. All right, well, Marshall. That was fun. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think at some point, hopefully someone will pay us to do that. <laughs> And then, and we don't have to write them. They can write yeah. them, and we'll read them. And oh, we'll have a great oh, time. what's this copy? <laughs> <laughs> well, Marshall, I think we should just jump right in. Oh, wait, what's that? I somehow forgot the most unforgettable part of our podcast, Marshall, and I failed you. And I'm going to flog myself. D- don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait, All let right. me get one. Okay. Yeah. You're supposed to do the back, not the face. All right. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. I wear glasses. So my this scar's going to look really cool, though. Oh, I'm going to look so badass. <laughs> I'm going to look like a Skyrim character you don't want to fuck with, you know? But like an Argonian. <laughs> yeah. But what's that, folks? What did I forget? Well, I forgot the, the segment that is unforgettable, and that is Beer of the Day. Uh, each week we start out by talking about the beers we're drinking. So, Marshall, what are you, what are you, what are you sipping on over there? Well, folks, I got a glass bottle today, and there's a beer inside of it, and the label is cherry red, but it's not a Budweiser. Oh. What's that? It's the Lagunitas IPA. Lagunitas. This was actually uh, the first IPA I ever like tried properly and oh, like seriously? really enjoyed. Like yeah. I, I had several before. So, like my experience with IPAs was when I was in uh, school in Denton. Uh, there would be I would be at a bar and some hipster with a beard past his belly button uh, would inevitably look at me and see me in like skinny jeans or whatever and be when like, you, when you said past his belly button, I thought like, I obviously the length of the beard, but I also thought it was like a business cardy, like past you. <laughs> <laughs> like he just passed me his belly button. I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> But like all these guys, all these like super hipster dudes would always be like, "Dude, you gotta try this IPA." Yeah, and I they guess all talk like that. Too, <laughs> and this know? is like back when I was still in my like rebellious punk rock phase, and sure. I was wearing like jean cutoffs and like anti-capitalist shirts, which are like still things I appreciate and like support. Yeah. Um, I just don't like wear them on my clothes as much anymore. Yeah, um, you keep them in your heart. Yeah, yep. <laughs> the cutoff jeans of your heart. <laughs> the, cut- the jorts of my heart. Um, <laughs> Um, my jarts. Um, <laughs> your jarts. <laughs> my jarts. Um, but uh, I sharted in my jarts. I jarted. I jarted. Um, <laughs> that's uh. just called that's 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 just a heart attack when you got jorts on your heart. Um, but um, <laughs> but so I was like, it's called the day that dad died. God, this is so derailed. <laughs> Holy shit! So. 
Every time I would go to a bar, some fucking hipster ass dude would look at me, see that I was also some kind of like weird, punky, dirty hipster, and he'd be yeah. like, You gotta try this IPA. And inevitably, I'd be like, No. Uh, because I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm edgy and yeah. all that shit. Um, and so I think it was at South by Southwest, actually. We didn't have wristbands. We were just bumming it because back in the day, you used to be able to just slum it at South by. And, like, oh, sure, yeah. The, if, if, not every, if there was still open seating available or standing room available after everyone with wristbands got in, you could just slum your way in. Yeah. Um, and I had one. Lagunitas IPA had like a booth set up or a, or a whole stage at some some venue. Mm-hmm. And so I drank a bunch of it there. And I was like, you know, maybe IPAs aren't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> what are you drinking, Zach? <laughs> oh, you know, it's been a day and I'm very poor. So, baby, I'm sipping on this tall boy of Miller Lite. Ah. Yeah. Light. L-I-T-E. Yeah, it always confused me. Yeah, because I was like, I mean, it's a, it's you know, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> heavy, and it doesn't really like illuminate. I guess it's lighter in calories, but it seems like it's just a can of beer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, I uh, I you know, going with a, a classic Miller. Um, just, just, you know, just keeping it basic, you know, just trying to rebuild, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes you got to start from the foundation, ground up, baby. Yeah. I know you're working on yourself right now. Yeah. Last week, last week I saw this man double-fisting fireball. Yeah. And I was like, Zach, maybe you ought to get you a Miller. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, this is all they had at the Chuck E. Cheese, because we were at Chuck E. Cheese at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... (laughs) God, those people party like fucking crazy. Dude, man. it's crazy when I'm 30 and my parents take me and my friends to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they, what's weird is they drop you off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, no, 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 I don't. They they drop me off and they go to, they go across the street to like Whiskey Cake <laughs> or some other just like fancy bougie ass restaurant. When I worked at a liquor store, it was right next to a Chuck E. Cheese. I, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I used to live. I used to live right behind that liquor store. Yeah, and I saw so many cops at that Chuck E. Cheese. Oh yeah, bro. I saw <laughs> so many people walk in to the liquor store with their kids to buy mini bottles. So to they take it to the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> to take it to Chuck E. Cheese. That's so sad. Holy no, shit! No, no, let's not. That's... No, I'm judging these people. No. Because I met some of them, and I would say majority of it, yes, it's kind of sad. It's some guys kind of just chill about it, you okay. know? Some like, guys, these guys just used to be in a frat, that's all. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it, it would be like uh, the, the dude would bring in his, like, kid, and he's like, yeah, we got to stop by here before we're going to Chuck E. Cheese, and then get, like, a couple of bottles of, like, a, a flavored vodka or something just to throw <laughs> into his drink. But he wasn't, like, causing problems or anything. He's like, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking enjoy Mr. Munch doing a drum solo. <laughs> you know, that's three fair. drinks that's deep. Fair. Yeah. He's, he's three drinks in and that guy's like neil fucking pert yeah as someone <laughs> as someone right now as like uh a lot of my family members are having kids or stuff like that as someone who is now frequently around more children you gotta have some alcohol not like a lot but just like enough to where they're funny 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I I do the same thing. Whenever I'm around my my like my cousins' kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm always bringing little bottles of booze to give them, just a little yeah. tiny bit. And that way, it's just that much. You, you got to have a little bit of alcohol and when you're gets, hanging out with kids. They they're so funny. They're so funny when they're drunk, and their parents never know because it's just typical kid behavior. Oh, he threw up. Oh, he. <laughs> oh, oh, he pissed his pants. <laughs> Yeah, it's easy. Easy peasy. Oh my god. Well, Marshall, I think uh, I think we uh, should now probably get into the main segment of our show. If you could do me a favor and everyone who's listening a favor and let them know how this show goes each week. So this week on Ear Drunk Podcast, we are discussing the mysteries of outer space. Ooh. And uh, to to kind of <laughs> To uh, <laughs> to uh, kind of to kind of really solidify that, we said, you know, we're pretty poor, but if we pinch our pennies together, we can probably just kind of tag along on one of these uh, sky skynet skylink. What's yeah. The, what's the the Elon Musk internet satellites? Uh, sky, uh yeah, skylink. I, I know Skynet's Terminator, but Twitter. Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll get on one of these Twitter satellites. So what's gonna happen is Zach is gonna get on one of these satellites and he's gonna f- rock it up into space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna be sitting in Houston, uh, uh, communicating with him, sharing my playlist with you guys. Yeah. And what's gonna happen after that? Zach is gonna crash land back on Earth. Oh get shit. Get on a little uh, get on a little skipper boat. Yeah. Come right over to Houston. He's gonna be mission control while I get on one of these satellites and do my playlist with all five of my songs. By the way, we're also telling a little story each. Yeah. Um and and hopefully we both survive outer space, cause uh 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 Captain Kirk doesn't look like he did. No. Um, I uh I am excited to go to space. <laughs> uh, because I hear it's cold, and right now it's summer in Texas, and uh, <laughs> as long as I'm not aimed at the sun, I'm loving this plan. Well, the issue with uh, black holes is they are suns. <laughs> <laughs> They're little babies. Little baby sun boy. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get started with my playlists. Yeah, lead it off, my dude. Yes, children, gather round for the cautionary tale of Space Boy (laughs) by Soda Cracker Jesus. Oh, fuck yeah, that's a great name. Right?
dope. <laughs> yeah, this song rules, dude. Yeah. Um, I really, I really like this song. Um, I love that it starts off with kind of like that spoken singing. Yeah. But several of the songs that you've brought to the table have had that kind of element sure. to it. It's not like rapping. It's just kind of like spoken singing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, A little like, uh, uh, like Jim Morrison sort of thing. You know? yeah, 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 exactly. Sure. Um, and I love, I love how it goes from that into the chorus that is like fully sung. Yeah. Um, and well, it just complements like a, a bass and percussion really well. Yeah. You know, right. like, like in a way you're setting up the song with these core elements mm-hmm. and then you're setting up the song itself with like this very bare bones version. You're not singing it yet. You're not right. like, you know, you're, you're, you're showing it in its most simplistic form and right. then it grows. And, you and you're presenting it in like, like the vocals and stuff, just hitting it in that kind of like rhythmic way as opposed to like right. a super like melodic way just yeah. like adds to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the way that the guitar like flutters during the verse, I'm not sure if you picked up on that, mm. but it does like this weird little like fluttering thing that's mm. just like super interesting to me. And yeah. I don't even know how I would do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, uh, it just, I love the way that it builds. Yeah. It's like every verse when he's just kind of like talking at you. Yeah. It's like slowly building and then it gets to the chorus. And then after the chorus, it'll drop back out again into the verse and just start the build over. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really love that element of it. Uh, I just thought it was super cool. Yeah, I love that part in the chorus where it has like that, hey, 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 yeah. you know, like yeah. that's like I always love when songs do that, you know, because it's just pure hype, you know. Yep. It's just like yep. it's just like all right, I was already in, but now I'm involved, you know. Like, <laughs> well, Zach, yeah. Today I tell you the story of famed cosmonaut Tucker Butt Sniffer. Most of the news stories will simply refer to him as Space Boy. Ah. But you already know that. <laughs> He's the son of a billionaire. Space Boy gained notoriety after sneaking onto one of his daddy's spaceships in 2037. The whole crew except for Space Boy was lost on that fateful voyage. No one asked him too many questions about what happened, though, because the shareholders were very pleased he was able to sh- save the very expensive ship. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is like a rich man's balloon boy. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the year is now 2061, and Space Boy holds majority share in his daddy's company and spends most of his time traveling on missions that emphasize his fame, bravery, and vanity. Today he leaves on a voyage, Zach, that in time will be known as one of the great voyages in human history. Oh. Which brings us to our second song, Pulsar by Somali Yacht Club. Oh, hell yeah. this band yeah I, I i really do i hilarious I, name oh i know right yeah. somali yacht club it's it's named obviously after like the uh the pirating problem that was right. a big issue in like the 2010s over in somalia yes. <laughs> uh this is my favorite band from ukraine 
Oh, uh, nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's like them and then Stoned Jesus. I know I've used Stoned Jesus on a playlist before. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I absolutely love this band. Um, one of my best, like, European stoner rock finds. Yeah. Uh, it's like them and Naxatras from Greece, probably. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, I've been on board with them since their first album dropped in, like, 2016. I never listened to any of their EPs or anything, but I just, like, happened to see a post right after the album dropped, and I clicked on it. Um, mm. And that was uh, their album, The Sun. Uh, which is like one of my one of my like like all time favorite albums. Hell yeah. uh, this song is off of the space, mm-hmm. which how appropriate. But one of the things that I love about this band is they navigate several different like genre tones that I really really love. Kind of sure. in the same way that like we talk about how all them witches navigates like blues and metal and stoner rock and all of these different and like psych. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Somali Yacht Club is like a very psychedelic band that is also like a stoner metal band, but yeah. like they are fully willing to make songs that bridge the gap. They're fully willing to make songs that are just super psyche. They're fully mm. willing to do like they do they do the full gambit, you know, of of those ideas. And I just love bands that have that kind of variety in their tone without losing like the core of what they are you exactly know? yeah well even the beginning of the song sounds super spacey yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then at four minutes it gets to that spot where it's just like chugs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know how much i love the chugs um and but it's like when it gets to that point it's interesting too because like you lose most of the spacey elements the emphasis right. there is yeah. just the drums and the chuggy nature but it doesn't take you out of the track. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. stark. It doesn't feel like a big shift. It's just like, oh, this is where we went with it. Yeah, it's cohesive. Yeah, exactly. And it's a nine-minute long song, so like, <laughs> it has room, you know, to, to figure that stuff out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a race. <laughs> uh, but yeah, love this song. Love this band. Definitely recommend them. Hell yeah. Um, today, Zach, is the day that Space Boy sets out to create his legacy. Mm. He intends to do something that no one has done before. And in doing so, attain a level of fame that is difficult to obtain, even with the ludicrous sums of wealth that he got. (laughs) (laughs) That he he got. I wrote that weird. (laughs) (laughs) That he he got. That he got. Uh, Space Boy plans to witness a massive star go supernova and collapse into a pulsar. Oh, fuck. Uh, so a pulsar is like a neutron star that emits light from its poles. Yeah. Or I say light, like radiation, but you know. Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing some science to this because <laughs> mine has, I'm I'm ready for people to be like, that's not how that works, asshole. I, the song's called Pulsar. Yeah. So I had to look up pulsars and make sure I could turn it into a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he will, of course, post a video of this excursion to TikTok for the clout, you know? Yeah. But uh, uh, we have joined Space Boy right as he awakens from his cryo sleep after approximately eight years of travel time on his ship. Uh, he puts on some cool shades. Oh, well, it's out- cold as fuck. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He puts on the shades because he's looking at a star directly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, just saying, if it's cool, he's cold. Yeah. Um, and he looks out the windshield, because spaceships have windshields. <laughs> yeah, like it's Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he says, that's one big-ass star getting ready to collapse. <laughs> uh, but he's cut off before he can even finish the sentence by a rumble through his ship. Uh-oh. I don't think... I don't think this is what I wanted to happen. 
as he sees the uh, the a huge beam of light just like emit in like a ring from the star, and then all of the electronics on his ship die. Oh fuck! Everything starts to shake um, as he's pulled in towards the now forming black hole. He's able to see less and less and less as all of the surrounding light is getting sucked in with him. Which brings us to the next song, Titan AF <laughs> by Two Nights. I wish I could is a really fun band um i used to see them live a lot when i was in college uh in like 2013 2014 ish yeah and they just they're really cool they do like emo-ish music with like uh, uh especially in their earlier stuff they have a lot of like math rock elements to them mm-hmm. um and one of the things i really like about it is that the guitar player used to like he, he was a drummer he mained percussion mm-hmm. um and and you can like really hear that in the way he plays guitar yeah it's very um, rhythmic yeah. exactly very yeah. rhythmic and he does these moments where he's he's got both of his hands on the neck and he's tapping all of the notes mm-hmm. um, um and he does that consistently but it still feels rhythmic even though it's very clearly like the lead melody of the right. song yeah you know? for sure um, and so I just love that element of it. It's one of the reasons that a lot of the earlier stuff uh, uh, does a great job of, 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 of sounding so mathy because it's just so complicated mm. um, in a really, like, not hard to listen to way. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I've never really gotten down on math rock just because it's oh, I like... I love math rock. <laughs> uh, for, me, for, me, for me, math is not a, a fun subject for me. So See, I'm just I like... love math rock until I try to count what they're playing and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's just uh, two guys in the band it's just the guitar player and the drummer mm. um, and when they used to do live shows and I would see them it was really cool because they wouldn't set up on the stage uh, they would usually set up in the pit and they would face uh, the drummer and the guitar player would face each other and everyone would make a circle around the band Nice. Um, and that was just a really fun element to seeing them live yeah, it was really yeah, yeah. unique um, and also just doing a circle pit around the band was really fun yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, Titan as fuck that is a very very apt description of a black hole (laughs) Uh, vast beyond human comprehension with gargantuan forces acting on anything within its grasp a quick aside zach oh yeah Uh, a few years ago i was reading um i want to call it a research paper i don't know the veracity of the science in it um but i was reading a paper that was theorizing um about just like black holes uh this was not long after like they discovered gravity waves or like found proof of gravity waves that was like a whole thing uh they they theorized them before that but um but this paper kind of the theory behind this paper was it was in conjunction with like the uh, multiverse theory Mm -hmm. and the idea was that uh uh, behind beyond the event horizon of every black hole uh, uh is actually a parallel universe and the black hole collapsing and forming is essentially the big bang of that universe gotcha 
Um, and I've just like I again I I I I'm not a physicist. I have not I I've not looked up the veracity of any of this. <laughs> um, but I loved that theory. I thought it was really cool. Um, I'm a yeah. big believer. I love I love entropy. I love the fact uh, like to me there's nothing more beautiful than the idea that we're all here just by sheer happenstance and random luck in oh, the yeah, pure chaos. chaos of yeah. the universe. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like that to me is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so and so. To me, that kind of connects with this theory of like, of like, oh no, black holes are just like the connecting points, the gateway between uh, uh, universes. You know yeah. what I mean? I thought that was so cool. And in this story, it's canon. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for Space Boy, or actually, probably fortunately, because otherwise he would just be crushed to death in a black hole. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, and I would say that it sucks uh, of those two options, the being crushed part. That, that sucks a lot. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and so he's sitting there in pitch black darkness, going, uh, just moving in towards the black hole. None of the equipment on his ship works. And then suddenly he sees like a sliver of light. And he's just like, what's that? And then it pulls him through and stretches out and looks all weird, like uh, when they go plaid in uh, <laughs> Spaceballs. <Yeah. laughs> They've gone plaid! <laughs> um, and when he comes out on the other side, he sees... Uh, <clears throat> and then the ship is suddenly spat back out into the cosmos on the other side. And just over his dashboard behind the hula girl, he can make out an Earth-like planet. Well, it's kind of Earth-like. It's just weird because all the continents are shaped like Australia. <laughs> hmm, <he> weird. Says, <laughs> as he begins to descend on this alien world. Oh, shit. <laughs> Look out for drop bears. Bringing us to our next song Alien I Am by Hawkwind. I feel like this is the type of song that lives out a fantasy of mine, and that is having a head full of acid in a recording studio and a yeah. bunch of people who just keep saying yes to my ideas. Yeah. They just and, and they're all very accomplished and talented and can just make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like me. I'm just I'm just the weird guy. I'm the I'm the I'm the the Rick Rubin who just lays down and closes his eyes and just moves with the music. <laughs> So that's apt, Zach, because what I wrote, uh, the first thing I wrote was all five and a half minutes of this song are an absolute trip. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps you on your toes. I'll say that. It's like whether it's like the psychedelic freakout sections, of which there are several, yeah. um, or the steady jam of the chorus, this track has my thrusters engaged. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that because I'm pelvic thrusting. Because the boogie woogie parts, whoo! They make you bop. <laughs> At about four minutes. Sorry, just you saying, I'm pelvic thrusting. 
Like, yeah. In a very clear, definitive, like, yeah. Get out of my way. I'm doing it here, and if you don't move, then you're going to be subject to it. I'm sorry. I'm an American. <laughs> I have a pelvis. And I have the God given rat to thrust. Kim Jong un. <laughs> you socialist commie. You all thrust together. Here in America, we thrust when we want to. How we want to. When we want to. You thrust as one, well, I'll tell you what. United we thrust, divided we thrust. (laughs) United we thrust, divided we bust. (laughs) All right, everyone, remember, when you're going to bust, turn away. (laughs) Now we're setting down a tarp. God, why did I do that voice for Space Boy, dude? I, I don't know, man. I'm Space Boy, and I would be famous. <laughs> my, my dad's a space oil baron. My dad's name is Space Bezos. <laughs> Spacery Bezos. <laughs> so, at about four minutes into this song, yeah, uh, that that like high pitched alien voice comes in and starts saying stuff to you, yeah. Um, and it just cracks me up. I really dig it. Yeah, uh, it's so uh, funny. It's it's yeah. a really fun uh, uh, thing that they just added into the song. Uh, like yeah. you said, the way you described it was perfect. Yeah, it's like, I, totally, I totally see a dude just being like, wait, wait, wait. But what if the aliens speak to us, man? Because I am the alien. And what if like their frequency gets higher and higher as they talk to us? <laughs> Um, but uh, uh, a fun thing about Hawkwind, uh, just in a general sense, is yeah. that uh, uh, Lemmy from Motorhead was in Hawkwind. Oh, dope as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't Lemmy, catch any of that. Um, yeah, yeah. Lemmy from Motorhead was in Hawkwind. Uh, he played bass, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he also, uh, so he was in Hawkwind before he was in uh, uh, Motorhead. Right. And I believe, I don't know the timeline exactly, but I believe after he was in Hawkwind, he was briefly in The Damned as well. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing he was, something about that. He wasn't the damned for sure. I just can't remember if it was before. I, I think probably after, because Hawkwind had been around since the 60s. Yeah. And and, and most of the uh, that wave of punk rock was like the late 70s. Right. I looked up, uh, 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 I think, I Am Alien, and I saw a song by Hawkwind, and I was just like, oh, dope. <laughs> this band rips, and I don't yeah. know this one. So, <laughs> so Tucker, uh, also known as Space Boy, yeah. directs his ship towards this alien planet. And begins to descend. On the horizon, he sees huge mountains. And even a little bit closer, he sees the face of an extravagant city skyline. But already, he knows where he needs to go. His ship zips over the planet. Purple forests and orange lakes and magenta fields flash by at absurd speeds. Until he stops over a lone farmhouse nestled amongst the countryside. He waits until both occupants step outside to see what commo- what the commotion is that is his ship until he grabs one of them with his tractor beam and starts to laugh. <laughs> That's a good rich guy laugh. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I wrote it down like that. <laughs> Sorry for you listeners. <laughs> Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like ours are better. (laughs) That's true. We do chortle. Yeah, I chortle with the best of them, baby. And as this alien farmer is caught in his tractor beam, our final song starts to play. Take You Home 
by Baekhyun. 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 Baked onions? Is that what you're trying to say? so groovy bro <laughs> yeah no this is uh it's, it's it kind of it's just so soulful you know, know like right? yeah it, it kind of reminds me i listed a lot of like uh uh daniel caesar oh and, like yeah. uh it kind of gave me that vibe a little bit but obviously i, uh, I found know. this song on a uh a, a spotify mix called uh k-pop r&b oh nice yeah yeah, yeah. Um, oh, very talented honestly yeah. great playlist oh, yeah <laughs> great mix yeah um it's it's there's something about just like how funky the bass and the guitar are yeah like the bass is just super like bouncy like a funk bass is but the guitar is doing the funk thing where it's just like those it's yeah. just like picking individual no or individual little strums to hit yeah. oh man it's and super then his, good. his voice is just the butter on top you right know? Like and just, he's got a phenomenal oh, voice beautiful yeah oh, oh man. yeah it's uh 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 so this guy back back ba- ba- yeah um, he's the lead uh, uh, singer of the K-pop. You're group. trying to say back uh, backagon? Back. <laughs> Let it rip, dude. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, he's the lead singer of the K-pop group EXO or yeah. EXO, which is like a super famous one. Like I don't really listen to K-pop, but I'm familiar with that as a name. Sure. Um, and I've I've definitely heard of them before. I I I don't. I'm not familiar with any of their music though. Yeah. Um. But basically, my big takeaway after hearing this song, honestly, is that this song fucks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> this song fucks. This dude. song fucks. This song over here. This song fucks. This song fucks. Um, <laughs> so as Space Boy uh, is warping the farmer into his ship, he hastily makes a uh, a little hat out of tin foil and some saran wrap so he can like startle the guy. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm gonna. He's getting abducted by an alien. I'm gonna freak this guy out. <laughs> and in that moment, as he's building the hat, Tucker realized that bringing an extra dimensional being back to Earth is his real ticket to a glowing legacy. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, like, sure. like, like, oh, oh, you saw, you saw a star collapse into a quasar. No, he's bringing extraterrestrial life back to Earth. So the farmer finally arrives on the ship. It's a very slow tractor beam. Yeah. Um, and much to Space Boy's ch- chagrin, he's pretty nonplussed about the whole thing. I am a spaceman, exclaims the Space Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Your fate is now in my hands. He holds his arms above his head and shakes his hands scarily. The farmer shrugs. <laughs> I, uh, are you, you're not a little freaked out right now? <laughs> Uh, the farmer just shakes his head. He goes, nah, we're like the first planet next to this wormhole. Like, I've seen you guys. <laughs> seen everyone who comes through there lands here, bro. It's yeah. not that wild. Yeah. It's just, this is just happens. Uh, I knew, it's like the second I saw your ship, I knew what your plan was. You're going to show up to my farm. You're going to pick up either me or my wife. 
We're going to get all freaked out. Oh, my God. And then you're going to take me back to your planet for fame and fortune and glory. Well, guess what, buddy? I've seen this shit before. You were going to take uh, you, you were gonna take me home? Bro, I'm going to take you home. Because you don't know how to navigate out of that wormhole. <laughs> so why don't you join us for a little bit of dinner? Aw. And with that, Space Boy realized that he was the one trapped with an alien and not Ooh. the reverse. He accepted the dinner invite. And the Zarblox was great, if maybe a hair too sweet. Sure. I mean, you know Zarblox. If it doesn't get there right off the... the <laughs> right off the... Right off the, the vine. Uh, <laughs> it, it gets a little sweet, you know? Um, and then because he was a rich boy who never really applied himself to anything and doesn't know his physics or anything else, he was never really able to get back to Earth. Oh, jeez. And he just lived forever in a little farmhouse out there. And frankly, he was a lot more humble and better for it. Yeah. But this is the cautionary tale of Space Boy in the hubris of man. When will we learn? When will we learn? Well, Marshall, great playlist. <laughs> really enjoyed it. You got a lot of great tunes on there. Uh, uh, but now, uh, you know, now that I'm uh, back here in Houston, yep, uh, yep. you know, and, and you're about to, to launch into space, I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you in on, on my playlist. You know, okay. And uh, and and kind of how we start, you know, uh, is uh, we're introducing our main character, oh. Daryl. 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 And Daryl is what is known as a space road trucker. Okay. Yeah, he's got like his big rig that he uses to transport things between, you know, planets and, mm -hmm. and galaxies and other stuff like that. And we're gonna start our story with the song "Leaving the Station" by Gilligan Moss. Buddy, we're leaving the station and we're heading to Funky Town. You yeah, know what I'm are, saying? Dude. Oh, I already said it to you during when the song was playing. But yeah. dude, it starts with that like plucky bass that's super mm. groovy, and then they add in like some some super low end synth pads that are yeah. just like low end, like low register, not like cheap. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but just like those super bassy synth pads, like in addition to the bass that's already oh dude, it's so good. Yeah, well it's just like that. It's so good. The song is so danceable, right? Mm -hmm. And then that sound hits you and it like almost like washes over you. You know, it's it's a very interesting like sound. It feels yeah. a lot like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I like it sort of reminds me a little bit of a genre I really like where it's like a Middle Eastern funk and like the like nineteen 70s 80s i think mm -hmm. it's called habibi funk it's a mixture of that and like house music you know <laughs> yeah. especially when the the lyrics come in and it just had it's a chorus and it just kind of like th the way those notes line up kind of remind me a bit of that style like if i was a leader of a cult like this would be my walk-up music you know <laughs> Like, yeah. this is just yeah. the I'm the guy song. You know what I'm saying? Zach David Koresh Webb. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jim Jones, please. Uh, <laughs> That's darker somehow. I know, right? <laughs> but I love Ghana. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Daryl, he's a space road trucker, right? And he gets his space rig ready, and he leaves, like, the warehouse, a.k.a. the station, right? And he's got to deliver 2,000 tons of Heath bars to the Milky Way galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) So the drive starts like any other drive, right? Yeah. But due to this massive pileup on the intergalactic turnpike, traffic slows down to a crawl. There's there's traffic in space? Yeah, there's traffic in space. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's got people in it. There's going to be traffic. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> God, they, whatever happened to walkable planets, Zach? It's right? just driving everywhere. Driving you everywhere. you got to have a spaceship. It's like, wow, okay. Oh, you want to kill yourself in the sun? Well, you got to get to work, <laughs> Elon Musk. Anyways, um... <laughs> So like so he's like down to this crawl and this like you know gridlock traffic and he's just like okay like I, I he's he starts worrying that he's not gonna make his delivery on time so he decides to try a shortcut so he takes his cosmic eighteen wheeler past the moons of Yarnax thirteen mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. the asteroid field off the rim of Yarnax fourteen uh, and and things you know are going smooth until he rounds this corner. On I-69-420 nice. (laughs) And he comes face to face with Black Hole by Peekaboo. I feel like this is the song that sounds like if Skrillex had a panic attack. I just I just don't think I've listened to a dubstep and or rhythm track in like like a decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and the rhythm is so slow, right? And yeah. It's, it, 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 to me, it's so counter from the, the song that I played previously. Right. It's extremely right. danceable. Right. And this song is just very disjointed. Yeah. Well, and I, I loved disjointed is a good word for it because it's not it doesn't fit together perfectly, but it's not like explicitly like super chaotic or like you right. can't follow it because it is slower. It's like if you got a bass drop or a bass wobble and you like you slowed it down, the fact that it was like very rhythmic and like boom. You know, it's, 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 I don't know. It was very interesting. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I I just feel like it, it perfectly encapsulates just the fear and panic of what being face to face with a black hole would be, you know, cause it's, it's not a situation like where you're just think like thinking any other thought than, Oh fuck. Right. And, um, but Daryl quickly, uh, you know, tries to reverse to get out of this black hole. He starts feeling the gravitational pull. He starts sweating from his pores, and the sweat is just like not even, 
going down his face. It's literally going towards the windshield, you know, <laughs> and he's he's freaking the fuck out. He 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 tries to reverse, uh, but the dashboard just starts blinking like like all the lights on the dashboard are blinking. <laughs> and suddenly the engine of his rig is just ripped out and into the black hole. Uh-oh. And then everything cuts out. And now he starts going through the black hole. Right. And it's just it's literally sucking everything off of him at first it's like his skin and then it is you know becomes his bones and then it's every molecule of his being it's just ripped apart it's it's fucking squidward on the flying dutchman episode yes. where he's just in spaghetti hell falling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that but not funny <laughs> oh that's funny yeah <laughs> it not being funny is very funny hilarious <laughs> But he's gone, you know. Uh, I'll miss him. But out there in the great beyond, a single atom begins to change. My next song <laughs> is Materialized by Hurt Lord. I feel like this song feels like dissociation. Yeah, yeah. The song, the vocal element. Yeah, those soft, haunting vocals. The vocal element is real fucking wild. In this yeah, song. yeah, it is. It is. It is just so fucking eerie. You know, <laughs> like it's so weird because it, it's just like it's that fast light guitar. You know, it, with that like saxophone that comes in, mm-hmm. and like what one thing I love about this song is I don't like when I say comes in, it's already there, right? And mm-hmm. nothing really kind of. Like, and then this builds into this, you know? It's just all kind of there. Things are just happening. Yeah, yeah. you know? And I and I just, when I found this song, first of all, Hurt Lord, if you like this song, please check them out. Pretty sure they only dropped one album recently, and all of their stuff is, like, under a thousand uh, listens. Oh. Dude, I when I found this, because I was looking for songs about, uh, like, m- rematerialized or mm-hmm. materialization, like, uh, coming into form, and I heard a couple of songs and when i found this one i was like this perfectly describes the vibe Mm -hmm. you know of Mm -hmm. of what i'm trying to get across both calming and disturbing (laughs) you know something that is so like oh no everything's okay but also it's not Mm -hmm. absolutely slowly the molecular structure of daryl starts to form And, and, and it's painstaking and agonizing as he goes through this process of being materialized piece by piece until he is fully formed. And he falls to his knees just screaming in pain and confusion. And he feels the sand beneath his, his oh, feet. So he's not know. just in space. Yeah. But, but the sand is black. Oh, he's in Hawaii. And Daryl looks around and sees a dimension of sight, sound, and mind. He's in Twilight Zone slash Twilight Tone 
by the Manhattan Transfer. Shadow and substance of things and ideas. Guiding you through this wondrous journey is the hypnotic sound of the Twilight Tower. shift in that song is buck wild yeah i love twilight zone mm-hmm. and i love disco <laughs> what a fucking find this was it was so funny because i was like uh, so when i got to this point in the story i was like man i really want to find something oh yeah twilight zone like that's mm-hmm. that's the idea of what he's in it, it is a place you know like between spaces right yeah, like yeah. you know and then so i looked up twilight zone because i was like oh maybe i can find like a really cool cover of like the song or whatever. Mm-hmm. It starts with that amazing homage of of Twilight Zone. It plays all the notes, you know, mm-hmm. that are used in Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. The dun, 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 mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it plays all of those things. And I was like, oh, and then it brings in the percussion. I was like, oh, this is just going to be like a funky, like Twilight Zone theme. Right. 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 And then it slips, it breaks and, and changes it up into that scary donna summer disco (laughs) song you know it's it's perfectly that it is it is a disco song it but it is creepy as hell it's crazy too because when the disco portion of the song starts Mm. it's so like seamless that it almost it's almost like the weird twilight zone intro never happened exactly (laughs) yeah it completely just it makes you forget and one thing i do love and we really didn't get to it uh, just because it is a longer song and then comes back oh, and then yeah. does the Twilight Zone thing again <laughs> and then goes back into that change up, you know, oh, as man. she's describing like an episode of Twilight Zone, you know, <laughs> like, it's, it's dope as hell. Um, but as as Daryl stands up and he sees the fractured cosmos that is before him. It's like it, it sort of like the way it looks is it's very spacey. Everything like is within this like sort of interdimensional dome that you would see like kind of like a Windows like galaxy like screensaver mm-hmm. sort of thing, right? But it's all these like islands that are connected together, and they all have this sand that is pouring off the sides, but like it never actually sinks. No. It's just completely just like uh, constantly falling, and floating all around around him are just things that have been lost, right? Like things that have just completely disappeared from our society. (laughs) Right. So it's like, uh, you know, Furbies. Yeah. It's like (laughs) fidget spinners, uh, Amelia Earhart's airplane, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, uh, (laughs) the Dragon Ball Z action figure that I lost in 2003 is there, (laughs) you know, it's just all these things lost to time, you know, and Daryl starts walking and he's passing by these crystallized formations. As he looks closer, he sees 
that they are realities of other universes. Oh. But they're, they look like they're behind like this glossy like glass, right? But he can see into them. He can see people's lives. He can see like sort of like fractured and connected all together in these <laughs> like, like sort of like crystallized formations. And he keeps walking and he starts, you know, he looks at these, but he continues on. And as he gets closer to wherever he's going, he just starts to feel this presence and the hairs on his neck just like stand up. Right. So, so real quick, Zach, uh, there is just one thing I want to say real quick. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I recently read sirens of Titan by yeah. Kurt Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just an incredible sci-fi novel. Uh, yeah. I loved every moment of it. Um, but there's a lot of like really neat parallels between what you've written here and like some <laughs> of uh, a, a good portion. So in that story, there's a, a guy named Roomsford who's super wealthy and goes and shoots himself into space. Yeah. Um, and he gets caught up in some space anomaly that basically spreads all of his matter between like Alpha Centauri and the sun. Yeah. And he, he, because he's spread out over that place, he's constantly materializing in different places all over the, the, yeah. the galaxy. Yeah. Um, um, but where he's, perpetually present is a uh, uh, siren the moon or, or titan pardon me uh, siren uh, <laughs> titan uh, i believe saturn's moon maybe jupiter's i believe saturn's yeah um he's able to like see the future and the past and like right. all of reality and every it's just a lot of great parallels that you have written here to like one of my favorite sci-fi novels that i've ever recently <laughs> read so just bravo that's all i wanted to say which i have not read <laughs> yeah you haven't I've, I've recommended it to you a couple of times since i yeah. read it <laughs> you can borrow it it's on the shelf behind you oh wow uh, convenient um, but yeah so he so he starts like walking he's passing by these like crystallized formations and he reaches like the center of what this is and he sees this like weird obelisk that's Ooh. in the center and it's shooting out these beams of light obelisks that are so cool dude <laughs> I just wanted to say obelisk. Obelisks are so cool. I just wanted to say it. It's right here. Uh, so this obelisk is like shooting out these beams of light that all connect these uh, crystallized formations. So it's like a beam of light goes here, reflects off there, reflects off. Mm-hmm. And it's just creating this light in this space. And as he gets closer to it, he just feels this presence. Right. And like the hairs on the back of his neck stand up. He just he feels evil. He's present, right? Mm-hmm. And as he steps closer, he sees his rig off in the distance. But what's weird about it is it's not the engine isn't ripped out from it. Everything is perfectly intact. Oh. And he sees it and he steps closer. And as he steps closer uh, from the obelisk, this obsidian slime just starts <laughs> oozing out of it. Hell yeah. And he looks at it and realizes that's what is setting off this primal urge that he needs to get the fuck out of here. Uh, so he immediately starts sprinting towards the rig. Uh-huh. And, and this is when we hear the song Midnight Escape Finale by Kick Puncher. <laughs>
in that second section when that synth lead comes in yeah it's just like uh yes please why thank you i would love to do mescaline in this castle on top of this mountain thunderstorm <laughs> that sounds dandy <laughs> listen i know we've just met but what's your name <laughs> Count Dracula. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, thank you for having me over. You're very hospitable. <laughs> My blood type? I don't know it. Um, man, I, I, so I really do love that second part where it like yeah. changes up and then it gets into like a little bit more of an intense vibe and yeah. then it sort of like adds that synth that you hear in eighties horror movies, Yep, you know, like that nightmare on Elm street, that sort of like B movie sort of like, 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 I'm so glad you sang it cause I was about to try. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like that, like sort of like, I don't, I, I, it's like a, like a weird organ like a weird yeah, church yeah, organ yeah. but like it's a synthesizer so it has that little bit of like spacey synth sound to it but it's still very like huh, we're it's in- just so shrill yeah you know? yeah for sure but even what one thing i really love about this song is the opening because mm-hmm. those chords played at the beginning are so like uh, so fitting for what this vibe is. Mm-hmm. It is it's so wonky, but yet like very disturbing. You know, it just fits that vibe of being so confused and so horrified at the same time, <laughs> which is what Daryl is feeling as he's seeing this dark, gross ooze just come out of this obelisk and slowly, or let him slowly, but just pour in his direction and trying to <laughs> to get. Get him right so daryl runs towards his ship before he can make it he's swallowed by the sludge and he is suffocated oof and every molecule of his being disintegrates and then reforms <laughs> back where he started like back outside the black hole in yeah his back in the sand where he started in the beginning Oh, in the beginning of the Twilight Zone. In the beginning of the Twilight Zone. Oh, that's... Oh, no. Oh, no. Daryl. So Daryl... Daryl! Goes towards it again. And again. And again. And again. Millions of times he tries to get to his rig. He's like, you got a real Groundhog Day situation going on. Yeah, here. but it, it, it... Exactly. But it, it gets to the point where he completely forgets who he is. He completely... I mean, million like you know, millions of times he's done this to the point where he loses all of his identity, and his only purpose in life is escaping this. Oh God! Yeah, and so finally, finally, after figuring it out, after after just you know a millennia of just trying to escape this thing, he finally does, and he finally is able to get in his truck, and he just goes right through the obelisk and at that moment there's this huge explosion of light and he's back in his rig and he's back at the edge of the asteroid rim of Yarnax 14 right where he was taking that shortcut to get on I-69-420 nice yeah but the black hole isn't there (laughs) and he kind of just takes a moment and just has to remember who he is (laughs) he has to remember what he's doing and then and it kind of clicks in he's like oh i gotta get two thousand tons of heath bars to the milky way galaxy <laughs> and he drives and he gets there and he, he does the delivery and as he's signing the delivery slip 
he starts melting away again. Ah, Dip. And he's back <laughs> in the Twilight Zone. Daryl. And that is the end of my playlist. Ooh, I got chills. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because it's so hot in the room. Like it's really hot in here. It's I'm, so I'm sweating. Hot. I'm sweating a lot, but I, I I did I did just very literally get chills. Uh, <laughs> so that's 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 something that you just did to me. Yeah. Um, whoo, that was good, dude. That yeah, was really thanks, good. Thanks, bud. Yeah, no, I don't I had a lot of fun with this one. As soon as I figured out it was Space Road Trekkers, the rest of it wrote itself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, 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 that was that was a great playlist, great songs, great story, dude. I loved it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Uh, but Mission Control, I've, oh. I've got an issue. Uh, I'm supposed to ride the satellite back down into the studio. We're supposed to meet up and like drink some brewskis after we finish recording. Um, I'm orbiting somewhere over South America at the moment, and I need a little help getting back down. Okay. Uh, this is Mission Control. Um... Are you wearing your seatbelt? No, I'm cool. <laughs> That's fair. Buzz Aldrin did the same thing. All right. Uh, 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 where, where South America are you? Uh, Chile. Chile? Yeah, big, 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 long, skinny one. Do you need a coat? Yeah, I'm in pretty Chile right now. All right. Uh, you're going to see a switch over to your left side. That says, do not touch. Okay. Don't touch it. Okay. All right, you're going to see a switch to your right. Yep. That says, touch it. Yeah. All right, touch it. Okay. It's big. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now you're going to start feeling that you're descending. Yeah, yep, I feel. Now, is the ship supposed to descend with me? Let me check the manual. Yes. Okay, okay, then everything checks out. We're good. Okay, We're good. and, um, okay, um, oh, oh, shit, uh, did you pick, did you pick the big one, or did you pick the small one? The big one, the big one, I said, it, I said the big one. <laughs> oh, shit, um, hold on, let me put you on hold. Oh, shit, okay, so, um, I'm just gonna flip the big one back up where it was, shoot. Okay, and, whatever you um, do, hey, I'm back. Uh, whatever you do, don't flip the big one back up. Oh, shit, okay. Um, Wait, what'd um, you do? I flipped the big one back up. Oh, um, fuck. I'm gonna touch the one on my left that says don't touch. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna push that one real yeah, quick. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, there is, there is. The cockpit is filling with shit as we speak. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not gonna smell good. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. I think they put don't touch on there for for a reason. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, um. Well, now I'm 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 getting to the point where I'm going to be drowning soon. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, what's your altitude right now? It just says nine. Yeah. You don't want a nine. You want at least like an eighteen or something. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Um. Uh, um, uh, have you? Uh, do you got a parachute? Let me see. Got a pair of shoes. I've got parakeet. Okay. Parachute. Here we go. Yeah. All right. You're gonna you're gonna throw that out, but don't wear it. Okay. Um. And, and it's okay for me to open the window in space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're at a nine. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. Open the window. Lobbed the chute. All right. What What do you need from me now? All right. That's a decoy chute, just in case. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I'm gonna need you. All right, there's a hatch. 
uh, beneath your feet. You see the hatch? Yeah, the whole floor with the handle on it? Yeah, you're going to lift up that hatch. Oh, God, my arms are going into the shit that's filling up the room. Yeah, all right. Got it? All right, and you're going to reach in there, and you're going to grab a pool floaty. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a rubber ducky. Yep. Yeah, here you go. Put that on. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, there's a... All right, there's a compartment above your head. Yep. Sorry, the floaty's a little tight around the gut. Yeah, it's meant for children. Um, <laughs> all right, you're going to reach in that compartment above your head. Yep. And you're going to see your emergency kazoo. Mm. And you're going to see your birthday hat. All right. What do you need to do now? All right. Uh, do you have any sort of god that you prefer? Oh no, I hate them all. All right, that makes this uh, next part convenient. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got some bad news. Uh, we're no longer at a nine. We're about a two or a three. Uh, <sighs> so. Uh, Does that mean I'm close to the ground? Yeah, you're. You're pretty close. Um, <laughs> you said that was a decoy parachute. Is there another one? <laughs> oh, God, there's not. Okay, I found there's an umbrella, but it's covered in shit. Um, um, and, um. Uh, you ever see Mary Poppins? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need you to do Julie Andrews. Now just pop right out of that thing and just, uh. <laughs> oh, it's working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The decoy parachute was for the the other Mary Poppins. Oh, she she did she did taken me down on the way out. Or yeah. me out on the way down. Yeah. It's a uh, it's the most uh, common uh, death in skydiving. <laughs> it's just Julie Andrews stabbing people in the sky. Well, I do see uh. I do see, I do see mission control. Okay, we're coming in for a landing now. All right, see you soon there, soldier. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, guys, uh, that was the... (laughs) That was the lunar forehead kiss that puts this episode to bed. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh, We can't thank you enough. If you guys could do us a solid favor and give us a review of uh, five stars or more on whatever you're listening to it. And, uh, you know, go ahead and give us a little follow. A little follow. See see where we're going. We're, We're up to, you know, week to week. It's been a while since I've had anyone just follow me around, and I think I could use more of that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh. Yeah, and uh, if you guys could also just um, check out our Twitter for the time being and uh, Instagram <laughs> <laughs> at Eardrunk. Uh, we got a bunch of weird shit that we post on. And, uh, you know, if you're going to burn some tw- Twitter credits, I guess, uh, uh, look at that post. Well, look at the weird shit we got going on. Uh, <laughs> I like how the view the view limit is 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 credits. I dig that. I dig that. <laughs> it's like Star Wars, you know. That's what we're building towards. Um, and I'll say yeah. it again. Hit me with a blue sky invite if you got one. Yeah. 
And uh, uh, if you guys also want to hit us up, uh, if you guys have any ideas for playlists uh, like this episode or a buddy Dane sent this one in and we can't thank him enough. We had a great time recording it. Uh, so if you want to send in a suggestion or if you guys have some sort of critique or some sort of note on something that we <laughs> fucked up because we fuck up a lot, uh, you know, just shoot it our way. Uh, that is eardrunk at gmail.com. Uh, also, if you're a sponsor, eardrunk at gmail.com. We really need money. Uh, also, uh, you guys can check out the playlist that we made in the description of this episode, you know, and uh, you could check out all these amazing artists uh, and, and hopefully you find yourself a, a new weekend jam. Uh, also, you can check out another dope dude in the description of our playlist, and that is J.W. Francis. J.W. lets us use his song Lo-Fi off the album We Share a Similar Joy uh, as the theme song for, for our, our, our dumb little show. And we can't thank him enough. He's a dope dude. He's a, an amazing artist. Uh, right now he is touring all over doing the Dream Tour for his album Dream House. Uh, it is fucking dope as hell. Marshall and I got to see him recently. And it was awesome. It was amazing. He's an amazing dude, a great performer. Please check him out and check out all of his catalog of music. It's fucking dope. <laughs> uh, with all that being out of the way, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I've been your host, Zach Webb. And I'm Balls Wax. And have a kick-ass day. Kick-ass day.